all hands, prepare for the Starfleet Escape Podcast on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. Stand by for transmission. And welcome back. We're here at the... Starfleet Escape Podcast. Exactly. On the Four-Eyed Radio Network. Exactly, Fluoride. Anyways. I'm Aaron Gallo. Which means, in Spanish, Aaron Rooster. And in in Italian. In Italian, too, I guess, yeah. yeah. Aaron Pollo. Uh, No, you're not chicken. You're Gallo. Yeah. And Marty Hogan. Marty Hogan. Which, in Spanish, means Marty Hogan. (laughs) Right. I don't know what Marty Hogan means. Martin. Martina not travel over, whatever the hell her name was. I don't She's know. She's more of a man than I could ever be. Anyways, so we're doing Star Trek romances and... Bromances. Notice I had Aaron saying that one. <laughs> Guess who? <laughs> uh, so, this week, the first thing we have on the agenda okay. is that we were supposed to have a guest host this week. Yes, Eric Berry is not feeling well, so we hope he makes a speedy recovery. Yeah, it's been going around. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everybody at work, where I work, is sick. I was sick. I was sick the week before my birthday. Mm Mm-hmm. Actually, when we were recording the last last episode. you were sick. I was starting to get sick, yeah. Yeah, you want a second opinion? No. Okay. (laughs) So... Basically, and you brought it up too, happy birthday. Oh, thank you. You're what? 29. You don't look it. No? You're still looking pretty 12. Well, that's... Except for the gray hair. Gray hair and I grew a beard. Yeah, it took you from the time you were 12 <laughs> until now, right? Yeah. yeah. I grow a beard in about seven minutes. Mm-hmm. You grow it in about, what, two and a half weeks, three weeks? This isn't that long. Of growth. This is about a week and a half. So it's Aaron turned twenty nine again. I mean, for the first time. No, yeah, for the first time. Yes, and uh, so happy birthday. Thank you. And so we have some breaking news in the Trek. Uh, the Trek. Uh, what would you say? Universe. Universe. Okay, this actually came out the week uh, we had already recorded. Uh, when this came out, J.J. Abrams revealed yeah, three... Yeah, your friend. Yeah, my friend J.J. Revealed three frames of the Star Trek Into Darkness on Conan O'Brien. Now, let me just explain this to everybody that doesn't know the media side. Mm-hmm. Three frames doesn't mean three seconds. No. Each second in a movie, there are 24 frames. Right. So if you do 3 over 24 and reduce that, mm-hmm. it's one-eighth of a second of a movie. That stinks. Yeah. I don't know who's worse, him or that other charlatan, what's his name? Bay. When he used Michael to do Bay. the train, Transformers things, yeah. he used to do the same thing. They both mm-hmm. don't believe in giving anything out. Right. And yet, like seven minutes before the movie premieres... Mm-hmm. Somebody gets it all out. Yeah. You know, so it doesn't matter. Right. I'm going to search it until the day it comes out. Yeah, I will but too. Let's explain what the scenes, <laughs> the one-eighth of a second look like. Okay. So it's 
uh, basically Spock in an environmental suit. In the backdrop is a volcano. Okay. It's a volcano. Right. So what I first said to Aaron, we were talking before the podcast, mm-hmm. he brought up Vulcan. Mm-hmm. It comes from a planet that was a volcano, basically. All vulcanized. Yeah. That's the whole idea. But there is no Vulcan anymore in this new timeline. Right. So where are they? No idea. When in Star Trek have they ever encountered a volcano-type planet? Now, here's the thing. I know they say it's not based on any other movies or anything else. I still don't believe that. (laughs) I don't think that it's totally original. Because even the first movie had things that weren't original. Right. So... I was thinking about the movies mm-hmm. and where there was a volcano fire. The yep. only one I can think of two times. One when the Genesis probe hit which called the Genesis planet, whatever the hell it was called before. Okay. In the in the video of it, you never really see it because it doesn't happen. It it cons the uh, what do you call it? Reliant explodes mm-hmm. and sets off the chain reaction on that planet. But it's not like they shot it at the planet. Correct. Well, the explosion creates the planet. Yeah. But it was all hot lava at first when they showed right. it. Right, yeah. The only other time I think of is mm-hmm. in Star Trek Three when the Genesis planet mm-hmm. destroys itself. Okay. And it kind of looks like the fight scene where Kirk had, but this is Spock. I suppose, except the Genesis device shouldn't be... It's too early. It's too early. It shouldn't but you got to remember... Mm-hmm. Time's been distorted. It True. could be. And we don't know how long after that first movie this is. Do True. We? No, but I, even though it's a new universe, new chain of events are happening. You've changed I, the line. Yeah. I don't think that this is Genesis. No, because this is way before he met Carol Marcus. Well, I don't know when he met Carol Marcus, but it's... Before well, they the had a sun, sun. yes, yeah, before the sun, and the sun was what thirty years old, yeah, twenty something, yeah, at least. He helped create Genesis, and Kirk himself right now is what twenty something years old, so right. it yeah. can't be that, right? So, anything else about the three frames? Okay, that in German means no, no, okay. So next... So let's go back to the Star Trek movie. Okay. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> what do we have next? This is what Aaron wants for his birthday. So if anybody out there is feeling generous, <laughs> you uh, can send it to him. Uh, so a company is making Star Trek footed pajamas. Footed people. So they're footy pajamas. Do they have the drop-down bum <laughs> slot in the back? Uh, I don't know. Um uh, <laughs> But they come in TOS, yellow, blue, and red. Which one would you get? I would get command, I think. So you're a in-command type guy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'd probably go for blue. Would you? Science. Eh. Yeah. I, or yeah. red, because engineering. You know, Scotty. Yeah. You know, red. Right. All those guys that didn't go to college, they went to folk schools. You know, red. <laughs> You know, the guys that uh, get well, killed. Scotty the was an officer, so get, he went into get, through the academy. You know those guys that get killed on the planet? You know. Yeah. Crewman number seven? Yeah. So how's that book coming? 
Okay, so um, <laughs> they're going to be selling uh, these for sixty four ninety nine. A little overpriced, but okay. Yeah, and they'll be shipping on November first. So my birthday's coming up. So if you're thinking about something for me, mm-hmm. get the Scotty in the movies size for me. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, if you're interested. Uh, go to www.jump... Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. What? We're yeah. doing advertising for free? Well, people might want to buy these. Okay. Go ahead. So, uh, pajam No, sorry. Jumpinjammers <laughs> with a Z dot com slash <laughs> star dash track dash footed dash pajamas dot html or you can just he'll put it out on the site (laughs) just google it will you put it out on the site uh yeah i'll put it on the site he's being a pain in the neck you know people if you want it here's the web address it's like 37 (laughs) different words uh i don't think they they thought that through too well yeah you wouldn't want that long of an domain name well well, that's sub- I know it's the, a subfolder, but yeah. the thing is, if somebody needs to type that... Yeah. Uh, next, Red Bull Stratos. Did you yes, see... Yes, I watched it live. You did? Yeah. I watched it from like 80,000 feet up. Uh, I didn't watch it from the beginning, because okay. if I had to endure the time that he had to... What mm-hmm. time did they start that? 11 or something like that? I don't know. Because you know they rolled him out to the field at like 4.35 in the morning. Hmm. So he had to sit in that stupid capsule yeah. for like seven hours before he took off. Yeah, I'm and sure. that's just taking off. Yeah. I'm sure they gave him enough Red Bull yeah. to... Uh, Even the shuttle pilots uh-huh. only had to sit on the launch pad for between three and five hours mm-hmm. after they were strapped in. Yeah. It was amazing when he got the capsule to open at that second. You watch it? I didn't watch it. I've seen. I saw pictures. But it was amazing on TV. The thing opens. It rolls away because mm-hmm. the pressure is released, so it's able to open. Mm-hmm. And you look out and you see the world, but round. Right. It's almost like. I mean, theoretically, he's almost in space. Almost. Almost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's on the verge. Right. From what he said when he jumped out, the problem with the suit... Now, it's not a problem because it's what keeps him alive. Right. But because of the pressure on the inside keeping him okay, yeah, he can't feel any of the... It'd be very little air or wind. There's very little up there, but what he could feel, he doesn't. Mm-hmm. So he likened it to jumping into a pool, mm-hmm. but with no sensation of the water. Okay. You don't... Everything looks the same mm-hmm. because it's almost like being in suspended animation. Yeah. And then, you know, he fell what? He went all the way down almost to 6,000 feet hmm. from 128,000. Yeah. So if I do my math right... Let me take the <laughs> shoes off. Hold on. That's 122,000 feet in less than three minutes. Hmm. But he still didn't break the record. His free fall was oh. only two minutes and roughly 22 seconds. I see. The guy who did it before, I forget the name. 
that's horrible. But the guy who did it for NASA, mm-hmm. and partially for the DOD, because they had to find out how far they could mm-hmm. jettison from the uh, U-2 plan. Yeah. He was in free fall for two and a half minutes or something. Oh, okay. Well, this guy... But he did break the sound barrier. Yeah, yeah. It, wonder he, what it sounded like. And several other records. I don't know what they are, but he... Height. Height. The highest jump for any person, any human, basically, mm. doing a free fall to Earth. And it's the highest a non-commercial, non-military, non-NASA mm-hmm. vehicle of that type has gone, excluding the X-plane. Because mm-hmm. the X-plane went up and back down. But this type is for opening up and jumping out. Mm-hmm. But it was amazing because they had infrared for the first, like, 80,000 feet. They couldn't see him. And they could see this outline, this heat signature. Mm-hmm. One of the problems was he couldn't control the free fall. He kept on tumbling. Right. As soon as he got some air and his suit started regulating down to equal what he was at, they said, right. like, at 40,000 feet, he started to feel the movement and the feeling. Okay. And then he could control it, but not... But it's an amazing feat. Right. One long overdue, I think. Yeah. Because NASA, although I do believe in the use of NASA and the we should be using NASA for certain things, mm-hmm. I think they really held back... Commercial. Commercial development on that. Mm-hmm. He did it for Red Bull, too. That's an amazing thing that Red Bull would do it. Well, they... Red Bull... Also sponsors that... By the way, he didn't have wings. <laughs> but boom I found that funny that, you know... Yeah, yeah. Red Bull also does uh, the cliff X. diving. Don't they also do part of the X project? Um, you know, the, the X Games? X, no, 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 no. The one that sent the ship oh, to space? Oh, I don't space. think so. I thought they did. I thought it was... What's his name? Branson and um, Guy That Owns Virgin. And oh no, Virgin is doing their own. They bought the like X. the that X plane yeah. that went up. They bought the rights to the, the design, and they're the first ship commercial, right? Yeah, is the I think VSS Enterprise Virgin. Yeah, <laughs> and it is a Virgin too. Yeah, is. The Enterprise. What they ought to do is take people up there and then have them jump out. Unfortunately, when you're up that high, you're outside of the... Uh, that might hurt. <laughs> I think they would be what, a... orbital skydiving? Which that brings, could happen sometime. Which brings me into the next part of, of this. Okay. What, the pajamas? That, no. <laughs> the, the, that you pointed sub, to the pajamas. <laughs> that suborbital skydive. Yep. Uh, is similar to the orbital skydive that Kirk does. That Kirk does in the cutscene from Star Trek Generations. And he lands in the same fashion. Just a regular parachute, basically. Yeah, yeah. In which that would be true, because at some point, no matter how far you jump from, the chutes should be able to hold your... You know, it would have to be a strong chute. but. Yeah. A special one, but it's the same idea. Well, the, You're slowing yourself down. Right. The Apollo capsules and all the other capsules you from the 60s. the size of those uh, chutes? They're huge. Yeah. Three of them. Well, huge. it's also a heavier object. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Well, yeah. But this thing was pretty big, mm-hmm. and they let it um, fall to Earth, too. It had a chute. Mm. Because when he hit the ground... Yeah. 
the capsule was still at 118,000 feet, mm. but slowly descending. Right. It had the chutes right away. Mm-hmm. So basically the helium uh, balloon was cut, mm-hmm. and it fell. I see. But it was an amazing thing. Mm-hmm. But when they showed him when he hit the ground, I've never seen somebody so happy to be on the ground. <laughs> I would be too. Yeah. It was over in New Mexico. Roswell. Yeah. Apropos. Hmm. So, the orbital skydive was also seen in Voyager. Belana Torres yes. did it in the holodeck with the safeties turned off. And we also see it in the 2009 Star Trek film. Yes. And that was closer to the one, uh, although that would be still orbital. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they but did it from the But it looked very similar to what this guy did. Mm-hmm. You know. Although the suits that they jumped in, his was much more inflated. Theirs were... Yeah. But it will be interesting seeing that happen more and more because as it gets cheaper to do... Mm -hmm. You know the crazies that jump out of planes like you (laughs) will end up doing it. Yeah. Because it'll be safer. It'll be years. Right. But it will happen. Yeah. It'll be a sport. Yeah. Yeah. And then... Yeah, just like skydiving. Yeah. Yeah. At one time, that was all for military. Mm Mm-hmm. Only people who jumped out of planes were pilots that were in just in distress, or military personnel trying to parachute into a place in World War Two or you know yeah. Korea, Vietnam, right. etc. Nobody did it for fun back then. Yeah, you know, just as when they first flew across the Atlantic with the corporate sponsorships, that brought in the ability to fly across for passengers. Mm-hmm. So hopefully this will do something. Right. Would you do it? I think I would. It would be no different other than the visual, mm-hmm. I think. More dangerous, obviously, but right. once you're safe with that factor, mm-hmm. it's no different than skydiving, just right. a lot higher. Yeah. I went tandem skydiving. So I th- you were strapped on to another person? Yeah. So... I think if I was going to do the suborbital do tandem, it would be tandem. I don't think you can because maybe the way not yet. They flip. Well, you flip when you're. Oh, I realize that, yeah. but this was at such an increased yeah. speed that two bodies like that, your heads would be going boom, 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 boom. Well, boom, you're boom. you're strapped in. Pretty I hope good. so. Yeah. I hope so. I'd rather do it by myself, though. Yeah. Well, you would have to go through much more training, I'm sure. But in the future, may not be. Well, Think you about still it. need to train. Yeah, you got to train. But you know how long pilots train to... I'm not pilots, but skydivers in the military used to train for that? No. Long periods of time. Yeah. You know, now, you can do it personally. Yeah. With what, a two-hour training? Well, I mean, with the tandem, it wasn't really... How far up were you? I want to say... I forget. 15,000? So that that was like this guy jumping off the top of the stairs. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. In in relation. Yeah, in in scale. Yeah. Good luck to you. Yeah. I won't be scraping you off the ground. (laughs) Anything else going on? Um, No, that's all I have for I had one thing to say. Okay. In Star Trek, they never actually talk about earthquakes. Right. You know, we saw one on, well, technically, I guess, when Nero was shooting that thing in the planet, that was one of the outcomes. It would be like an earthquake because mm-hmm. it was destroying itself. 
Yeah. But they never talk about it. Not on Earth, but I remember at least in the next generation, yeah. a few planets, but they were like being destroyed and By they had Earth, yeah. and they had quakes. But the reason I bring it up is because we had an earthquake just we did. what was it? 2 days ago. Yeah. Did I was yeah, I was uh in a building. Uh-huh. And the building shook. Mm-hmm. But the weird thing was, you ever awake at nighttime in an old house, yeah. in a house, and you feel the wind blow and the house moves, like, right. shifts a little? You can feel it? Yeah. Well, I heard that wind noise outside, mm-hmm. Yeah. but then the building moved. But then I realized, this building is made of brick, concrete, mortar. It's not like wood or, right. you know, beams or anything like that. The old beams. Right. And then we found out it was an earthquake. Right. That's two in just over a year that we felt here. I didn't I didn't feel the last one we had. I, I didn't, didn't feel it, I but I saw it. You saw it. My TV started going. Ah. And. I, I didn't feel this one. I did. But. This was bigger, though. I was, was. Yeah. It was closer, too. Closer. It wasn't bigger in magnitude. Mm-hmm. It was Closer, so it made it feel. Yeah, in Maine. In Maine. Yeah. Why would you plan an earthquake in Maine? <laughs> Why would you plan one at all? Well, Mother Nature does. Well, I guess. There's got to be a plan. No. Uh, so I didn't feel it here. I went outside to like throw some trash, and That's my what next they all say. <laughs> my next snore neighbor came my out. Next snore neighbor. My ex next. My ex. <laughs> <laughs> my next door neighbor, neighbor. came out. And said, "Did you feel that?" I was. I looked at her, crazy, with a crazy look, <laughs> and uh, I was like, like, "No, <laughs> I, I didn't feel anything." Did you feel that? Now to Star Trek. <laughs> now back to Star Trek. Is so, that why we're on? Yeah, our first romance. It is a romance, not a bromance. It's a romance. Is. Kirk and Marcus. Marcus. Carol. Oh, I'm like Marcus. <laughs> Marcus Welby, MD. <laughs> I didn't know he was on that show. Yeah. So, Carol Marcus. By the way, mm-hmm. I don't know what he saw in her. I don't know. It's just my personal opinion. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm not one for blondes, personally. Or women who are over, like, 40 years old, hopefully. Well, it depends. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> so they had one child, uh, David. David Marcus. Yes. The Klingons bastards killed my son. He was. What I find about him is in the second one, he absolutely, and I don't know, it's not supposed to be that much time between two and three. No. So with that said, right, mm-hmm. he hated Kirk. Right. In the second one, even up to the end. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, if it's a long distance, a couple of weeks maybe, even a week might yeah. be. So let's say a week, they get back to Starfleet, right? They're in there for probably less than two days in that whole happening in the first hour of the movie, mm-hmm. right? Meanwhile, you have Carol's son, Kirk's son, right, and... Savick mm-hmm. on a science vessel right. that's been searching in the movie what seems to be for a long period of time. Mm. 
And now he's of a different mindset, too. Right. Oh, it's all about his father now. It's his father, Jim Kirk, not, you know, right. that Kirk guy. Yeah. I don't know. It just seems too unrealistic time-wise. Mm-hmm. It fits. Yeah. But to suspend reality like that, I don't know. Well, you I'm, have to in a Star Trek film. Yeah, but I'm used to suspending it for warp core. Yeah. Transporter beam, mm-hmm. you know things like that. Space right. travel, yeah, that's easier for me to suspend because it's so far out there and it goes with the storyline. Yeah, but there's still that Shakespearean side to it. Mm-hmm. There's got to be a, I don't know how to explain it. There's got to be some kind of cinematic fall through, like time still exists, even in the future. Mm-hmm. Time still exists. Right. It didn't pass enough time. But anyways, right. the bromance. Sorry. Yeah. The romance between Kirk and Carol. Do you know when that happened? No, I don't They don't don't even talk about it. No, I don't know if they mention it. I have a comic book that I don't think in the show it was ever mentioned either. I I don't remember. I think in the comics it was written in after the fact when they did the movie. Yeah, I have a comic that takes place, I want to say, during... The first five-year mission. And Carol Marcus is Carol in it. Marcus is in it. And what is she originally? I, I don't know. Now, that's the other thing. I mean, even if it was during the first five-year mission, mm-hmm. and they had, had made David, mm-hmm. there's not enough time. It must have been Academy. Could in the have been. Academy? Yeah, that would make sense to me. Yeah. Maybe she was in the Academy for science. Maybe. You know? Well, she didn't seem to be a Starfleet officer. But she could just have been someone that was around. She was the flavor of the week for Jim <laughs> Kirk. That's yeah. what she was. Um, well, if we listed every romantic encounter that Kirk had, had we would need the <laughs> next six months. Right. But this is the major one because he had a kid. And they also mention it in most of the movies. At least a couple, three. Yeah, a couple of the movies. Yeah. Two, three, and six. Right. Definitely. Yeah. Four, maybe. They talk about the Klingons in, of course, in five. That's kind of tied into that whole renegade Kirk thing. Yeah. Yeah. He, that was the major one for him. Except for, and I I don't know if you put this in later, but in Generations, he talks about another woman. Right. Yeah, I didn't put that in. What was her name? Uh, Beats me. That's a horrible name. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not quite sure of her name, but... Isn't like they ever show her. No, but they tell. It basically gives you the idea that yeah, even though he had all this, like he was always dedicated to it. Yeah, he still regretted it. Yeah, because well, he always wanted the family. He even oh, yeah. talks about McCoy having a family, which would be interesting to see. Who is considering in the new movie? We find out in that story he's divorced. Right. Well, we knew he was divorced. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Is that from the original series? Yeah. Yeah. But they don't go into it very much. No, they don't. Because in the 60s, that was kind of like a passe thing to talk about on TV, even then. Yeah. You know? Anyways, who do you got next? Next, Spock in Nurse Chapel. Really? Well, Chapel had an infatuation with Spock. So, I wouldn't say that's two-sided, though. No, no, no. It's not two-sided yeah. at all. It's, so it's, it's just kind a, of a romance in her mind. In her mind, yeah. 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 See, the whole thing in the new movie shocked me. Oh, Spock and Uhura. Yeah. 
Right. That shocked me because in the original series, it was kind of the Kirk thing. And then when they got old and frumpy, it became Scotty. <laughs> yeah. Which never made any sense to me. I don't that know. one movie was way off the beaten path. Star Trek V. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder why. Yeah. It is all kind of crazy because, yeah. think about it, a horror in him, they would have never really been, you know what I mean? In the original series? Yeah. Spock in horror. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't see that happening at all. Spock wasn't, he was almost asexual. Right. And that's what the Vulcans kind of, at least in the original series, pronounce themselves as. They do right. get married, obviously. Yeah. They have kids. But it's more of a necessity for life right. than it is for romance. Because yep. romance is an emotion. Right. They, you know. Yeah, in Vulcan's experience, Pon Far, a need. It's a puberty. Yeah, no, it's, it's not puberty because it happens every seven, seven years. years. It's almost like their uh, hormones get control of them. Right, it's and they it's, can't control it. It's almost as if if they didn't go through that, the species wouldn't have survived. Mm. It's kind of like you know with, what I think it is. What's, I'm so horny, horny, horny. Well, like with humans, I'm sure if sex didn't feel good, people we wouldn't, wouldn't do, it. do it. No, and if we didn't have the nature urge. Mm-hmm. There's also that side. We have a, like women talk about the ticking clock. Yeah. Men have it too, but we don't see it as that. Men have it earlier in which it's just a procreation. We're Mm -hmm. very sexually motivated. Right. That is a ticking time clock. Mm -hmm. So, chapel for him, I could see. I wonder why they set that up in the series. I mean... I don't know. And then chapel disappeared... Uh, after Star Trek, the motion picture. She was Dr. Chapel. Remember? Uh, no, I think she was in another... She was a doctor. I think she was in another movie. Because she was in the the red uniform. You're that, thinking of Rand. No. Wait. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Which movie? I don't remember the movie. I, I saw a picture. Because I looked up Chapel, I believe. I, I could be wrong, but... I know they showed Rand... No, they do show Rand. In four, four, five, and six. Yeah, but she has the short blonde yeah. hair. Well, Chapel's Majel Barrett. Yeah, I know. She had brown yeah. hair, but it was up. I, but she was in the motion picture. No, she was. She yeah. was actually the doctor of the Enterprise. Mm-hmm. And because Kirk pulls McCoy back in, right. he takes over again. But... Chapel for him. Is there anything really... Do they mention it a lot in the original series? Yeah. They do? Yeah. She's always trying to get with Spock. She's always... Several episodes. Always um, pining on him? Yeah. Wishing that he would pine on her? Yeah. Which is the opposite character that she played in the first pilot, which was more of a Spock type of character. Really? Yeah, she was number one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And she was very robotic. She had her emotions taken care of. Mm -hmm. Because she was was a woman one and representing that at the time period, but also the first that you'd see as an executive officer. Right. Well, that's an interesting romance. Yeah. 
What's next? So, bromances. Kirk and Spock. Probably yes. the most famous bromance in Star Trek history. In in the history of Star Trek, it's the most famous. I don't know if it's equal with Kirk and McCoy. Oh, no. Or... I mean, Kirk and McCoy definitely have... See, there was almost a... To use another bad term, there was a menage a trois of the three. Yeah. Because they yeah. mixed... Oh, yeah. yeah. Kirk and Spock were always with each other. And when they weren't with each other, Kirk and McCoy were always with each other. Right. And when they weren't together, McCoy and Spock were complaining about Kirk or each other. Right. So it was like... You know, I brought this up earlier, the movie Chasing Amy. Mm-hmm. Similar, you know, almost kind of the the dynamic. Mm-hmm. You know, one can't work with the other. You right. know what I mean? Right. Almost jealousy. Mm-hmm. But I liked Kirk and Spock because, yeah, it transcended the whole friendship. It was almost like they were a married couple. Right. They knew how each other reacted to things. Mm-hmm. And I guess in a way, a friendship is that, too. Right. You're right. They were really... I mean, especially Star Trek V. Again, off off the <laughs> reservation. Right. When they were in the holding cell, mm-hmm. they were like a married couple. Right. I happen to know you don't have a brother because you... Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> right, yeah. You would be correct. Okay. But I do. And the looks were yeah. just like an old married couple. Yeah. In fact, that also happens in seven. I mean, in six, when he goes into his room, mm-hmm. and Spock says, "Could it be said that you and I have grown so old right. and so incompatible that you know the whole yeah right dialogue with that yeah?" And that's like exactly the same thing, mm-hmm. especially where Kirk never got married. Right. Spock also is Kirk's better half. Yeah. For what Kirk goes off the handle and forgets to use his, let's say, management side. You know, the mm-hmm. like you were saying about number one. Yeah. Shutting off the emotion and being able to do that. Well, that was good that he had the Vulcan who's trained to do that. Right. And controlling mm-hmm. and advising. I think the bromance between Kirk and McCoy is more prevalent in the new movie... Mm-hmm. Because they put Spock as the somewhat the antagonist, not the right. protagonist. Right. The change is at the end because it does transform into the old Kirk Spock. Yeah, and the old, the prime Spock, uh, basically tells the young Spock that you know this That's is what needs to happen. Yeah, this is a great friendship, yeah. and, and Spock tells that to Kirk. Mm-hmm. That you're going to be yeah, yeah. friends. The other time that Kirk and McCoy really flourished their bromance is when Spock's not there in Star mm-hmm. Trek Three because mm-hmm. he needed to rely on somebody else. Right. And it's McCoy. It's partially in two because it starts. They needed somebody else. I think they knew what they were going to do. Right. And they needed somebody else to bridge that gap because without that character... Mm-hmm. It doesn't work. Right. And then Kirk, and you can say it's somewhat McCoy as well, because he has Spock in him. <laughs> right. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah. In his brain, in yeah. his mind. Yeah. It's the same thing, but mm-hmm. McCoy is of a different, he's kind of like, like I said before, different types of wives. Yeah. 
there are men who have a wife that stands there and will act stoic and quiet Mm -hmm. and act like they're agreeing with you. Right. But they're waiting for you to fail, like in five with Spock in the cell. Okay. Remember how he's standing down below and he's like... "Mm." Yeah, right. All right? That's one type of that. Yeah. And the second type is McCoy that always argues with you because they think they're right Mm -hmm. and they're always, you know, it doesn't matter what you think. Right. Both of those types of situations exist in a male-female relationship, especially marriages. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know which one I have, but um, (laughs) I think everybody has a little bit of each. Yeah, I'm sure. But that's how I equate it in that. That's, you know, back and forth, Kirk and McCoy. Spock and McCoy with Kirk. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Kirk and Spock are not my favorite bromance. Okay. Are they your top ten? <laughs> In Star Trek, yeah. yes. I think the chemistry between Kirk and Spock is probably the best in any franchise. You know, going beyond Star Trek. Better than Han and... Luke. Luke. But that was Connection. that was also a mentoring relationship yeah. with Han and and Luke. Yeah, which you don't you do when you don't with Kirk and Spock. Right. I think that it can also be likened to the bromance outside of the realm of well, it is still fiction, but not sci-fi mm-hmm. that you have with Holmes and Watson. Okay. Yeah. Although it's reversed because Watson's the one that's. Even though he acts like he's more in the brain, less emotional, he's more in science, mm-hmm. he really isn't. Right. You know, it's kind of like a mix like that. Because even though Spock pretends or propends to be non-emotional, mm-hmm. in some instances, he's even more emotional than any human in that group. Right. Because it affects him more. Right. He knows the difference. And that's how I liking it to um, Holmes and... Watson because Mm -hmm. even though Watson was the science part and was supposed to be more logic Mm -hmm. he doesn't always and Holmes is more about empathic being even though he's stuck up he's very much about emotions Mm -hmm. and he's driven by a want to succeed almost like Kirk is yep and then is reminded of that you know don't be so damn emotional let it come you know yeah so I think that's basically what I would liken it to. Yeah. There's been a lot of them in a lot of fiction writing, right. sci-fi movies, you name them. They're basically all based on all the others. Right. So who do you have for another bromance? This is what I'm interested in seeing from you. <laughs> uh, well, okay, so next we'll go into the next generation. <laughs> so I have for romance, Picard, Picard. and Crusher... Uh, so there's, there's always the unsaid, yeah, because there was the friend, the dead friend, I yeah. might add, mm-hmm. that was mixed into it. Mm-hmm. It always seemed to me that he was too afraid to approach her because of yeah. the friend, right. even if he was dead. Yeah, he would never break that that bond. But mm-hmm. as we notice in all good things, mm-hmm. at some point, or maybe not, but at some point in that timeline. Mm-hmm. It did get changed. However, right. it didn't end very well. Right. They married and divorced. divorced. But she kept his name. Yeah. Probably because it was a better name. Than, than Crusher? Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, that that wasn't her maiden name anyway. No, that was, was Jack's uh, name. They said it once on the series. I oh, believe. yeah, I don't remember. Jack Crusher, and they were friends in the academy, right? They served together on the Stargazer. Okay. Uh, Jack died on the Stargazer. He was on to Picard, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Picard was the captain. So yeah. she was weird. It was difficult to do it in the series because I think originally they were going to go with that line that they were going to end up together. Mm -hmm. I had a feeling that that's what it was. I don't think the audience liked her as much as they thought they were going to, like the McCoy. Mm -hmm. She was needed. There were times she was really great, but let's put it this way. Acting-wise, other than Picard, Uh nobody in that group was a great actor or actress. But there were some that shined out better yeah. during the time. And I think that hurt Gates McFadden because mm. she wasn't as good or recognizable as, like, Deanna Troy. I liked her character better than Pulaski. Why does any... I've never looked at this. Why did they do that? she have a movie or something? That she I, I don't know. I, I never know. looked at that. That's usually what it has to do. There was a, a writer's strike. Yes. So that's why there are less episodes in the second season. But that would have nothing to do with um, why she wouldn't be there. It would just be the writers. Well, that's why Riker has the beard. was because of the writer's strike. He was out of work, so he didn't grow a beard. So he grew the beard. And Gene Roddenberry liked it, so they kept it. Nice. Yeah. Kind of like, you know, Conan O'Brien... What about him? He grew the beard during the writer's strike. And considering he came from writing. Yeah, yeah. But in that situation, he, he's got a problem because he's also the star, and they always separate that. You know, yeah. you still have well, to they, on the show. They, it was more improv on the show, obviously, because you can't probably write. better. The, those episodes were pretty good. I watched... Well, I have to say that I watched his late, late night show more than the Tonight Show or his current show on TBS. I don't like his current show. Huh? I don't like his current show. <laughs> well, I like him. Yeah. I think it's a bad time. Um, but anyways, back to Star Trek. <laughs> oh yeah, it's Star Trek. Basically, Crusher and Picard, I think there was a lot more they could have yeah. examined, mm-hmm. but they didn't because I think ratings went the other way. They wanted him with the well, hot girl. Remember the girl that was in, not that Insurrection was ever any good, but that woman mm-hmm. was a hell of a lot better looking, well, I, hotter. I don't know. I, I think Crusher is an attractive woman. So yeah. that's but, the really the first romance mm-hmm. in TNG. Because you do, when they in the beginning when they did the whole montage with Jack dying, mm-hmm. that was early on. And explaining the whole Crusher background and his, you know, connection to the to yeah. Wesley and yeah. Anyways, I think there was a lot more they wanted to do, but they never did. Well, there were you know quite a few episodes where they they, they showed them in it. the same play. Yeah, dinner. Yeah, they had dinner in their robes in the in his office. But I think they had so much little other on him. story. <laughs> yeah, his robe was way yeah, a too little revealing. Too, yeah, <laughs> and you could see the knees. Yeah, he's got yeah. ugly legs. I mean, yeah, 
It's hard to see any powerful character that you're used to seeing in one way, whether male or female, mm-hmm. in something like that. Even yeah. females are, I mean, Janeway, would you want to see that? No. Okay. I don't think she's attractive, though. Personal I've never seen her in one of those songs. No, well, I, just in general. But yeah, so. That was the first romance, I think, though. The first that we no immediately one. recognize mm-hmm. is Riker and Troy. Because they, they, in the first episode, they. Hit they it off. No, they. Oh, had, because they talk about the. Their uh, prior. Past, yeah. 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 And the fact that she's wearing shorts. Yeah. Let's not get yeah. back into that. But anyway. Great, great she uniform. also looks much... An intergalactic cheerleader? Yes. Because <laughs> that's what she was. Yeah. They actually didn't know about her acting ability either, because she wasn't that experienced. I know that. Okay. I don't think they know about anybody. They were relatively no names. Yeah. Except for Patrick Stewart. Yeah. All he was known for was... Uh, Shakespeare? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, who was the first bromance in TNG? TNG? Uh, the first bromance. I so would say... We'll skip to bromance, I guess. Yeah, I would venture to say... You say yours after me, but I okay. would say it's Data and Geordi. Yes, Data and Geordi. Because even when Geordi was in a red uniform, they mm-hmm. had interactions. The only other one I could say is later on when it's Picard and Data. Yeah. I, they have a very Kirk Spock, and that's what they wanted because yeah. they really. I bet you originally they wanted it to be Riker and him, but there was no chemistry. Hmm. You know, you can write all the chemistry you want in a script, yeah. But there, if there isn't somewhat of a believable natural chemistry, mm-hmm. it doesn't happen. I could see Brent uh, Spriner being friends. Yeah. With Patrick Stewart. Right. Because they both have a comedian almost yeah. background somewhat. Right. Yeah. Anybody that studies Shakespeare has got to have comedy. Mm-hmm. I don't see that with Frakes. Yeah. He's not funny. Even when he tried to be in the series, he wasn't. Mm-hmm. To be honest, he's one of my least favorite characters. Really? Yeah. yeah I, he had some shining moments, I some, thought. but... Yeah. Not in the whole captain, executive officer type. Mm. I think he was best when he was off by himself. Mm-hmm. Which I, they tried to do as much as they could he was, in the last three movies. He was good in the ten forward scenes, I think, that Yeah, because uh, that was, was him. I mean, that was, yeah. you know... And I think that's him in real life. Yeah. But him and Picard, was no chemistry that way. Right. But Data and him... Definitely. Yeah. Data and Picard. And it almost mirrored, like you said, you know, no emotion, mm-hmm. not being human, but endeavoring to be human. In Spock, no matter what he ever said in the series about being Vulcan, he was endeavoring to learn about his human side. He wasn't endeavoring to learn about his Vulcan side. Mm-hmm. He knew about his Vulcan side. Yeah. It was the human mother. And they bring that up in the new movie. Yeah. So, same thing with Data. But the bromance there is they have so much in common. And even in that last scene in Nemesis, you mm-hmm. almost feel so bad for him because he right. lost his basically his best friend on the ship. Yeah. When he uh, transported him. 
Oh, oh, that. The transport that, okay. part, where he's like, with, no. With Picard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Geordi as well. Yeah, when he turns yeah. off the force, force field as Data is running. You can see the emotion. Yeah. yeah. And, and you I think see, it's similar. Yeah, and you see it in that that scene where they're celebrating Data's life. Which actually, there's a longer scene to that that was cut out. Mm. There's also a longer scene with um, B4 at the end. Mm. That is really the two bromances, I would say, from that. Right. Let's see, are there any others? Just Bromances? No, there is one more, believe it or not. And it was a short-lived one. Okay. Two more. Two. But one ten. that you wouldn't think of. Ten more. Yeah. The top ten. <laughs> one you wouldn't think of. Okay. Barkley and Geordie. Yeah, okay. Okay? Yeah. And the other one is... Oh, Q and Picard. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the good one. But that's a little different. Yeah. You know, that's adversarial versus mm-hmm. non-adversarial. Yeah. We can definitely see Q has an admiration for Picard. It starts out as a curiosity, mm-hmm. then fledges into an interest. Mm-hmm. Then I think in the end he actually likes him. Yeah. Because remember when he asked him at the end... He kept on, like, trying to push him to do mm-hmm. something. Yeah. He didn't want to destroy him. No. no. It was the Q that wanted to give that... Right, that sentence. Right. And he didn't. No. He actually... You think he's a bastard when you first see him? hmm He's actually one of the best things that happens to Picard and the crew. hmm Other than the Borg issue. But that would have happened anyways. Yeah. But it was one... If you think about it... We originally thought that when he flung them out there, he brought them closer intentionally to hurt them. I don't believe that. I think he sent them out there to warn them Mm -hmm. of what was coming. Well, that's what he says, uh, pretty much. But when you first see it, you're like, nah, he's a jerk, you know. Mm -hmm. That would be the ultimate bromance right there. I suppose, yeah. But Barkley Barkley and 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 Jordy. And it was short-lived, too. Yeah. You saw they wanted to do something with it, but I well, think... I, I think you see I it think in Dwight several Sh- episodes. Uh, Dwight Schultz? That's his name. Yeah. He get... I think he was doing something else at the time, and kind of... Because he was very yeah. little into it. Yeah. Well, he, he was a good character, too. Yeah. I mean, he couldn't Voyager, be, he was in it more. Yeah. Definitely Voyager. And let's not... First contact. No. Let not your heart be troubled... That carried over into another movie. I've shown you this, haven't I? I don't know what you're... the new A-Team reboot, uh-huh. one, he's in it. Yeah, okay. Because he was the original Murdoch. Yeah, I didn't see the A-Team movie. There's one scene where they're breaking out the new Murdoch out of the crazy house, mm-hmm. and they put on a video. And one, it's got the music from the A-Team in the background. Yeah. But there's this truck driving, and it says, The Greater Escape. Mm-hmm. Like, The Great Escape. Yeah. And the first name on the credits is Reginald Barkley. Yeah, you've told me this. Yeah, Awesome. I'm yeah. like, what? <laughs> but that was another good bromance. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I think because of the geekdom in it, it didn't last as long. I think people want more of the real life story rather than total geek. We enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. it I could have just been... You know, they had other stories to tell. It could be that, too, and it's the writers, what they want to do. Yeah. But it's also, they do ratings 
points on certain characters. Mm-hmm. They pay, I don't know if it's marketing as much as statistical mm-hmm. like people that do the analysis. Yeah. And they actually put people into a room and find out what their likability towards one character or another mm-hmm. and go with that. Mm-hmm. Because they know the ratings are going to be higher if you stay with the one that people are interested in. Mm-hmm. Anyways, yeah. What's the next one? Uh, so space. no, well, nope. back to nope. romance. Oh, who? <laughs> back oh. to romances. Oh, What's Data yeah. and Jenna. Yes, the human and O'Brien and Keiko. Kinky? No, just kidding. Um, Keiko. Keiko, and they have till ch- <laughs> till children. They have two children. They definitely do. Um, Molly and they have two. I thought they had one. They had a son in Deep Space Nine. Really? Yeah. What was his name? Uh, I can't pronounce it. Son of Miles? It's Kiroshi? Kiroshi. Kiroshi. Which, actually, they probably name him that because Kira uh, was the surrogate uh, mother for the child. And Yoshi because they liked Mario Bros. (laughs) Well, Keiko is... Japanese. Um, really? So, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's jo- yeah. Yeah, Japanese. I thought she was Hawaiian. No. I think in real life she's Hawaiian, though. Uh, m- maybe, but she plays a Japanese. Remember the scene where she gets married no. to O'Brien? No. Uh, Picard marries them. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. And she's wearing, like, a Japanese ceremonial really? dress. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. And then... Uh, when Molly was born, she was born in ten forward, and Worf was the one who delivered yeah. her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and she starts screaming at him. Yeah, he's like, "Okay, you're ready." <laughs> remember when the he's yeah. like, "No, you're not ready yet." Like every scene, they went back. So anybody else? Um, that's all I have for the next generation. And Data and Jenna's romance only lasted one episode, and... On Star Trek. <laughs> Data developed a program, uh, a subroutine, just for her. Uh, really? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. You're talking about the other ro- the other uh, AI. The other no, 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 no. Who's Jenna? The uh, daughter? No. Oh, okay. No, 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 You're no, talking no. about the love romance thing. Yeah, yeah. No, he, like, in his own programming, Yeah. he, in his, like, dating program, he created a So uh, you mean subroutine. Data's dating program? Yeah. A sub-routine in the program dedicated to Jenna. Really? Yeah. And when they broke up, he... Deleted it. <laughs> so he wouldn't feel it. Well, he wouldn't feel it anyway. Mm. And I guess we can, since um, I brought Data back up, Data has a romantic... With Tasha Yar. <laughs> romantic encounter with Tasha Yar. But that's because... We'll get into it. I'm sure you will. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get into that. So in Deep Space Nine, Cisco. And Jennifer Sisko. His wife. His wife. Well, usually that is a romance. Uh, usually. She uh, died 
2367 during the Borg battle. In best of Mr. Both, Wolf. She, di- she died in best of both worlds, basically. They, you don't know that at the time. You don't know that in time. And they have one child, Jake. Um, we don't uh, see this relationship really except during the scenes with the prophets. Mm-hmm. And But we can definitely tell he definitely loved her and definitely felt a loss when she died. He blamed Picard, basically, for her death. Yeah. Because of Locutus. So, next, we have Cassidy Yates and Cisco. Cassidy Yates? She was the captain of the small ship. Yeah, like a cargo ship. Yeah. Um, they end up getting married. So, uh, Cassidy Yates and Cisco have in... They have a child. It's not born in the series, but she is pregnant. When she dies, right? She hasn't died. I thought she died. I don't think she dies. Okay. I don't think so. I think she's in the last episode. Yates? Yeah. I don't remember. I haven't seen the last episode. I haven't so I haven't rewatched Deep Space Nine in a while. I don't think she's dead. When I was on Memory Alpha, it didn't say that she was dead. They said that there was an unborn child, Yep. but it doesn't say she was dead. So that was an interesting romance, I guess. It was the first time you see a captain in a re- like an ongoing relationship. Yeah. yeah, that lasts. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. I don't know what they would think in Star Trek and ro- romance. <laughs> yeah. On. All right, so that was a volatile relationship, though, too. Yeah. Because she was uh, accused at one point of something, yeah, of smuggling right. Right. stuff across the lines. Yeah, so it was volatile, and right. he did protect her. Yeah, but he did question her at one point too. Mm-hmm. That's got to be hot, right? And she becomes pregnant because Cisco didn't take his injection. What injection? He he's supposed to take, take a, a birth control injection. So it's men that do it now. Yeah. See what this world's coming to. <laughs> and let me guess where you take that injection. In the arm. It's a hypo spray. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. What did you think I was going to say? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> well, damn him. Yeah. So that that's why she's pregnant. The next relationship is similar to. The Spock and Nurse Chapel relationship. It's Bashir and Dax. How he was always chasing Dax. Yeah, he was crazy about her. He was crazy about her, and she didn't really return the infatuation back. Oh, you mean Jadzia Dax? Yeah, no, Jadzia. I thought you meant the other one. No, 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 Jadzia Dax. I thought he went after her too, though. No, he did. Yeah. <laughs> he did. Yeah. I thought that's what you were talking about. No, no, no. I was talking about... The original... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think he was after anything that had two legs. Uh, it, it appears so. Yeah. At least anything that had a trill. Any trill yeah. that had a symbiote. That was female. Yeah. Or male. We don't know. Yeah. Um, in real life, he actually married... And Anna divorced. Visita and divorced her. <laughs> yeah. I think she divorced him, not the other way around. Well, they... 
Yeah. They not they, they're Mari- not married anymore. They're not Mario brothers <laughs> anymore. So uh, yeah, I guess the two Daxes with Bashir. See, I yeah. never liked Bashir, so I really didn't His character. Yeah, yeah, I didn't uh, follow him that much. Mm-hmm. I I thought he was creepy actually. Very creepy. I thought his character got better once they introduced the um, genetic... A little bit. I thought it yeah. got much better once they found out it wasn't him. What? Remember what happened during the Dominion War? Oh, that he, was, there a, was a clone arc. or something. Yeah. yeah, He had been on the station since at some point Yeah. In, oh, in yeah. yeah, you're right. That was good. Because yeah. he was trying to escape from the prison. Right. Yeah, that's right. I, I can. And I think his character that. was better mm-hmm. with that. But otherwise, I thought it was creepy. Uh-oh. Well, he was, you know, very, very foreign <laughs> for a guy in space with the aliens. Yeah, he. Uh, There's a European amongst us. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was, you know, very new. He wanted, you know, frontier Perfection. medicine. He was, you know. And he was supposedly perfect, or was supposed to be. He was yeah. an augment. Yeah, he basically. Not the same, no. but he was genetically... But he was augmented. Yeah. yeah. Not at birth. No, 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 yeah. no. But you can be augmented at any point. No. Khan wasn't augmented at birth. Oh. He was augmented later. His oh. genetics were augmented, not mm. the other way around. Mm. They did it later with the babies. Right. The guy that looked a lot like Data. Anyways... I didn't like those relationships because it really wasn't a relationship. Because mm-hmm. she had wanted nothing to do with him. Right. Both of them wanted nothing to do with him. No. The the other Dax ends up getting with him. I know, but she didn't want him at first. Well, that's because... Of the previous Dax. Yeah. And it's interesting because... Well, getting on to the next one on the list, Worf and Jadzia. Jadzia which was a good... Romance. I didn't like it. No? Because it brought out one of her past things that she was a Klingon. She wasn't Klingon. No, the Trill was in a Klingon. It wasn't in a Klingon. I thought it was. No. Curzon, the Klingons admired Curzon. And they accepted him. Yeah. Yeah, alright. It would have been interesting (laughs) if they ever showed the real Curzon. They did. Did they? What did he look like? Uh, He was an old guy. He was a really old guy. But there were supposed to be multiple wives, like... Yeah, no, he... The Dax symbiont had... Had been... A lot of hosts. Was in... What's his name at one point? Who? Was it in Cisco at one point? No. There was somebody else they put it into for a temporary time, wasn't it? I don't know. Yeah. I know when they... When Jadzia got killed... When when she got killed, but I think they just kept it alive. Yeah. And then they... Am I thinking of the next generation? You might be thinking of the next generation. With what's-his-name? Riker. Riker. Yeah. Okay. But Worf and Jadzia Dax, they get married. Uh, Jadzia... She kills like a year later. Yeah. See, one of the issues I had with Worf marrying Dax mm-hmm. is Worf was adamant in several episodes of The Next Generation that he could only marry or have a relationship with another Klingon. And then as the series progressed... He went for... He went for... Deanna. Troy. And obviously that didn't work. And then went with... Jadzia. Jadzia. 
Oh, Riker and Troy get married, by the way. <laughs> I, I don't think I said that earlier. Really? Yeah. The thing I thought was funny, not funny, interesting, mm-hmm. about Wolf and Dax, Jedzia Dax, yeah. is that afterwards he really wanted nothing to do with Esri Dax. Yeah. And that- I thought it would have been cool if they wrote the story arc to be he fell in love with Esri as well. Well, because had, it's similar. They had sex. I know. Yeah. But that was originally going to be my what puts my quantum stand to flux is that relationship right there. And she and Worf didn't like that Bashir was pining on her. Pining on Esri. Esri. Because it was his former. Yeah. yeah. In a way. Yeah. It isn't, but it is. Right. But did he ever figure out that Curzon was a man? <laughs> well, it's different. Well, it's different. <laughs> what was the symbiont's name, though? Dax. It's just Dax, right? Yeah. And they have neither male nor female. No. 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 Well, not that I know of. That would uh, be interesting, wouldn't it? What? Like having a symbiont that augments your knowledge, your mind, mm-hmm. but doesn't take over. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I wonder how that works. Who the first person to put this thing inside them was? Hmm. Looks like a slug. Let me put it in my body. Because it isn't like you can just get into something. They maybe had they surgery. Could have, maybe they could have originally. Maybe, maybe. they. I don't know. It, that's weird. I don't know. We have we have um, biological bodies that live inside of our bodies. Take yeah. worms, things like that. <laughs> yeah. But they get in, we don't even know about it. Right. So, I mean, it could happen the first time, or, you know what I mean? Maybe. I, this I thing find was it huge. Yeah, it's huge. I can't it's like see. Like a spleen. I, can't I need see another how, spleen. I can't see how that would happen. And what was it? When they harvest, when they put, like, they get them out of, like, ooze, and they have, like, electrical signals between each other. Yeah. <laughs> Do you like, remember that? Yeah. That was strange. Yeah. Almost as strange as Odo's people. The Ooze. Yeah. I think they're stranger. Who? The Trill and Symbiont relationship. Really? Yeah. Because they both lived on the same planet. They both lived the same planet, the, obviously, in the I would think. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I wouldn't have one put in. No. But it might be a religious thing that came out of it. It is. Like, not everyone qualifies they have to, to be, be the best of the best. Of the yeah, because Ezri wasn't meant to get the Dax symbiont. But they needed her. It was a necessity. Yeah. She was the only trill. And that's why she also had trouble adapting. Right. I don't know. I didn't like the Ezri Dax character as much as the Jadzia Dax. Right. I don't think anyone did. She was cute, though. No, I think Jadzia is better looking. Um, I, there was something about Ezri. I don't know what it was. I don't, I don't know. Maybe it was the short hair. I don't know. It was something about her. She looks like you as a female, maybe? No. Well, no. Short hair. Short. Well, she wasn't that short in real life. That woman's not that short, but not she's never life. done anything again. <laughs> you notice that? I don't... I haven't seen her in anything. The guy that played Bashir has really never done anything. He's in, He's been in a movie or two. Was he strange? I, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't see the movie. He pines after somebody. <laughs> All right, so who's the next relationship? And if you do not have Odo and Kira near, yeah, I can't speak to them. <laughs> Kira Narice. Yeah, 
I guess, well, I don't have it, but we'll talk you about it. Dick. <laughs> that was an interesting relationship. It was, uh, it was hate-love originally. I wouldn't say hate-love. No, she was weary of him originally, I, because I he know. was part of the, the, the occupation. Yeah. Even though he wasn't, he right. was. Yeah. She didn't understand him. They worked well together, because they had worked together for so long, mm-hmm. but... I don't think she trusted him. Uh, I don't know. I didn't... I mean, I haven't seen the I don't the even know how they fell in love. There was no connection. Other than working close with each other all the time. Yeah. And that's what Well, he loved her. Oh, I know. And I guess... And Bashir loved him. No, wait a <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know how that evolved, uh-huh. really. Uh-huh. That's why I didn't put it down. I wonder <laughs> if he ever went into the, the Mirror Universe, which... Kira, he'd love more. Um, um, it was kind of sad when he leaves her. He had to, though. Yeah, when he goes back to the, the puddle. Yeah, the puddle. I've seen it referred to as that too. Did you? Yeah, yeah. the reflecting pool. Yeah, he, <laughs> you know, he has the tuxedo on and is kind of like has his hand out like bye, and you know he, goes on. That's he, a very sad time. Yeah, I don't know if he's. I don't know if it's forever. No. Well, He's going back to help them reform themselves. Because mm-hmm. they learn from the community of all them together. Yeah. And he has the... That's kind of Borgish, too. Mm. He has the evolved sense of what he's been through mm-hmm. and what the Federation and the Bajorans and all of his side was about. Mm-hmm. So I think that's part of it. I also think it's a great... The storyline is it was dedication to his people first, and Mm -hmm. then her, even after his people had betrayed him. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. In the end, he is of them, so it's, you know... Right. But that was sad. Yeah. But you don't know how it changes. I mean, it could be whatever. It could change... Did Cisco get his softball? I mean, his baseball... (laughs) <laughs> we don't know those answers. I'd love yeah. to know those answers. Yeah. The history they had was on again, off again. Yeah. They, at some point during the the Dominion War, mm-hmm. they broke up. Mm-hmm. And then they got back together again. Yeah, I don't know how serious the relationship was. I, I can't remember. I think she finds out in the end that he was really serious about her. Mm-hmm. And she missed her time. Yeah. Because he ends up wanting to choose them instead. But again, I mean, if you were faced with that question, Ashley, uh-huh. or a race of errands that need you to keep them going, oh uh-huh. God, <laughs> would you merge into the puddle of errandness or would you stay with Ashley? I think I would stay, stay with, with Ashley. Ashley. It actually would probably freak you out a lot that there's a puddle of Aaron. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, you don't know what was the whole reason. Did it only take a little time for him to reform them or help them or heal mm-hmm. them? Because right. it was also about healing them. Right. Because he had some kind of... Remember yeah, the genetic the disease. defect? Yeah. What was it called? I don't remember Plumber's the name. disease. <laughs> what? Uh, Plumber's? Plumber's disease. Yeah, <laughs> the, the crack was shown too much. I don't yeah, know. No. Who's your next one? Okay, next is a bromance. Who's Bish- your first witness? Is that pretty good? That was pretty good, yeah. I've been studying that since I was like 12. <laughs> That's Commander not... Wolf. No, Colonel. 
Yeah. yeah. Colonel Worf. Bashir and O'Brien. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Captain Creepy coming back. I thought yeah. that this was a really good promo. It was at the... Like yeah, throughout. As it went through. Yeah. And especially when he found out that was a clone. Yeah. I don't, actually don't remember that part. But. He found out that it was a clone. He was like... Basically, he was like... Uh, yeah. Like, think about it this way. Somebody comes and clones Ashley. Mm-hmm. You go on, she acts exactly the same. Well, my wife acts exactly the same. How would you know? Right. I mean, if it's exact. Yeah. Other than the ulterior motives here, mm-hmm. and they don't make that present to you. Right. Yeah. But anyways, those two were interesting, because even in the beginning, they were very close. Well, it was... At the very beginning, it was kind of... They hate each other, yeah. but then, you know, they competing. Yeah, and they became competing yeah. buddies. They'd always do darts. Yeah, they did darts. They did stuff in the holodeck. Yeah, they'd always right. go after Quark. <laughs> yeah, it was it was very. They got drunk together. Yeah. There's another bromance you probably didn't think of. Right, is Quark and Odo. Oh, that's an interesting one. Because they were the ultimate in that. They were two mm-hmm. characters removed from the central story enough mm-hmm. that it was interesting how they yeah. Actually, they hated each other. Yeah. <laughs> hated each other, but ended up, they would defend each other. Yeah. Remember that episode where they get marooned on a planet together? That was a good episode. Do you know what that reminds me of, honestly? What? Did you ever see the 100th uh, episode... Of the uh, Family Guy, uh, Brian and um, oh, Stewie, Brian in the, Stewie in the vault. Yeah, it's exactly the same. Yeah, they go through so much that they go through this. A it's like an arc of emotions, mm-hmm. but in the end, they realize that even if they hate themselves so much, mm-hmm. they need that. Yeah. That's part of their character. They need that other person. Mm-hmm. They're not fulfilled without it. Right. I find it very interesting. His. His romance, bromance with right. another one I find very interesting mm-hmm. is the the romance between Kai Win and Gal Dukat at the end, basically helping. Oh, the pot- and he was human. Oh, oh yo, yeah, yeah. And he she was, was human. Bajoran. Yeah, he was Bajoran. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was interesting. That was that was a good arc. Yeah, yeah. Because you would never have thought that that would have been. Yeah, the, with the paw race, and he what converted did she call her. Him? What did he call her? Oh, I my don't know. Something. My noogie, or something like <laughs> that. That was interesting. And the other one I think of all the time with Deep Space Nine, and there was a ton of them with Deep Space Nine, mm-hmm. but the one I think of most is, and it was in the later episodes, was mm-hmm. Quark and... Morn? No. Well, yeah, kind of, <laughs> but Quark and... Um, Rom? Rom. Okay. Well, they were brothers. So there is a bromance in just yeah. being brothers. Yeah. Does that mean oh, and you there's, and... Never mind. No. Um, Jake and Nog. Mm-hmm. That was another good bromance. They became really tight friends. Yeah. And, of course, the last romance that you... I think we've done every romance and bromance in this thing. <laughs> the last one I think of is... Um, and only because she's gorgeous. Um, uh-huh. Rom and um, Lita. Oh, they get married. That's yeah. right. I, I and they do that. follow that whole yeah from her being just a Dabo girl to mm-hmm. you know and then how she reacts to Quark mm-hmm. as a result because now she's his sister-in-law right. It's because it's Chase Masterson. Anyways, 
Yeah, actually, you know I, she has a huge website for Star Trek stuff. No, I didn't uh, look it up sometime. Huh? Uh, so that brings. I think that's it, right? I with hope so. with Deep Space Nine. That was well, a lot for Deep Space yeah, Nine. Unless you also consider, mm-hmm. Cisco has a bromance at one point with that admiral, the one they kept on bringing in, the one I, that was the oh. lieutenant, Lieutenant Dan on. Um, Family matters. Family matters. I I would say Cisco and Gul Dukat. Yeah, as adversaries. As adversaries, or actually friends at one point, and then adversaries again. Yeah. The only reason Gul Dukat was he was actually coming back to the other side mm-hmm. to being good mm-hmm. when he went the other way because the evil um, what do you call it? Pirates. They were controlling him basically, yeah. or pulling him towards. Yeah. He was a very dynamic character. Galdicott. Probably one of the most dynamic in My favorite of all the aliens outside of... Oh, we forgot the ultimate romance, bromance, whatever you would consider it, since there's no sexuality for the... What do you call them? Bromance? No, for the um, Odo's type. Oh, the changeling. Yeah. Yeah. Is the changelings and how the um, Wayoons and all their type... Yeah. Uh, like revered them, right? They could do no wrong, right? There was that, but the one I was thinking of the 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 one I really enjoyed as far as storyline was uh, Garrick. Oh, Garrick. and Bashir, Bashir, yeah, yeah. That, that was, was the same as really the same as O'Brien and Bashir, mm-hmm. just in a darker way, right? Because they were both. You find out Bashir is kind of involved with. You know, not more nefarious things than you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And he wants to learn from from Garrick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Garrick is actually a, a very dynamic character. He's the too. most dynamic, I think, because he's the one that never gets affected by anything, mm. but affects the most. Right. Because he was a spy. Yeah. Anyways, let's get to <laughs> Voyager because it should be about what seven seconds, and then um, seven seconds, and then we're done. Yeah. Okay. So, romances. Romance. Voyager. Actually, Eric compiled most of this, I think. With uh, the Voyager one. With the Voyager one. Yeah, so that doesn't surprise me. I. Uh, Oz would be what seven seconds. Yeah. So there's more listed here than I thought Janeway they were in her. View on how good of an actress she is. Eric, so, I'm sorry, but I gotta say it. So, uh... Let's see. Romances. Janeway and Mark. At Mark the, was her boyfriend, wasn't he? Yeah, I think so. He, he was taking care of the dog. Playing house. Uh, <laughs> he, he was uh, taking care of the dog. Did they do- say if she, he comes back to her when he comes... When she... He had to have. I mean, oh, I don't still know. got his damn dog. Well, he probably moved on. I think I think he moved on. And the dog died. Why? Well, I, I don't. They know. shot the dog. Jacote <laughs> no. and Janeway have an ongoing tension. tension. It's a sexual tension yeah. too. You can tell. Yeah. You know, like, you know, it's a, yeah. well, people in power. You know. Yeah, and somebody who he admires her, mm-hmm. even when they were adversaries, he admires her mm-hmm. because. I will say one thing about her, although I don't like the fact that she broke all the rules and all that. Mm-hmm. In the end, it was all about getting her crew back, so she did have a good heart. 
Yeah. You can't say she did. No. Of course, she could have avoided the whole thing <laughs> at the very beginning and... Well, she changed. She well, did grow. Yeah, she grew over the series, but if they didn't destroy the caretaker's array, right. they could have just gone home. <laughs> and uh, You know, Foresight is 2020. Yeah, yeah. Who else we got? So, Paris and Alana, they have a child. Meryl? Meryl, I guess. Um, Here's the thing. That was a weird relationship, I thought. Because in the beginning, she hated him. Yeah, well, she hated everyone. No, but she hated him because he was a traitor. He was uh, a marquee. Right. And had gone to jail. And well, then- he was a Starfleet officer who betrayed Starfleet. Yeah. And then got caught uh, by Starfleet. And then went to jail and then betrayed the marquee. So he's done it both sides. Yeah. Or yeah. at least that's what it would look like. Right. He was an opportunist when he was first there. Mm-hmm. That's really what it what it what yeah. it was. Yeah, and also they had a competition too. That's what really started it off. Mm-hmm. A lot of romances in life, you know, when you're a kid, mm-hmm. you're real young. Yeah, you will actually antagonize somebody that you like, right? Because they'll give you attention. Yeah, it's negative attention, but that can be easily switched over to the other. Mm-hmm. It happens. It happens yeah. But. That's how those work out. Yeah. You finally, you admire them so much and you're trying to compete with them so much that you finally relate to them mm-hmm. and it just turns on. It doesn't always happen, but right. in this case it did. Well, she was a dynamic character too because she was half Klingon, half human. human. Yeah. So she had that whole situation that Worf had mm-hmm. because Worf, even though not human... Wasn't fully Klingon. No, he was raised by humans. humans. Yeah. Russians, too. Yeah. And what was his house? Uh, house of Mog. So he was actually Worf Mog. No, that's his father's name. Oh, okay. The so El- they don't have last names. Yeah, they don't have surnames. They just have house like the uh, Vikings had. Yeah. Er- uh, Eric the Red, his son was Leif Erikson. Uh-huh. Eric's son. Oh, gotcha. I believe that's how it works. Yeah. And actually, that's how a lot of our names work. Like, O'Donald mm-hmm. is son of Donald. Ah, uh, I see. Or down from, basically, is what the O means. I gotcha. But it's the same thing. Yeah. They had a really weird relationship at first. She deals with it in a aggressive-aggressive situation. Right. I like the time they split them. Mm-hmm. They split... Doesn't she get split at one point to all human and all Klingon? Beats me. I have no idea. Okay. It, it could have I'll do happened. that later after the show. <laughs> um, I don't... Like I've said before, Voyager wasn't my favorite. Oh, let's move on. What's the um, next one? So next... Neelix, Neelix and Kess. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think what happened was the same thing that happened in Deep Space Nine. They tried to replace one character with another one. Mm-hmm. Kess was the alien that was lost, that had no family, mm-hmm. that was a refugee. But she was really friendly, mm-hmm. open, all of that. Right. We know she left because of the issues and all blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Who'd they replace her with in the series? Seven of Nine. Who was... Uh-huh. An alien in her own right because mm-hmm. she didn't know who her family was because yeah. it was erased. She was trying to be accepted. And by the way, even in the episode, the first one they have her in, mm-hmm. you can tell she was different. 
than the rest of the Borg. But Neelix pined over Seven of Nine, too. Did he? I Towards the end, yeah. I don't remember But it never happened because you know who ends up with Seven of Nine? Chakotay. Chakotay, as they used to call him. Chakotay ends up with him. Yeah. With her. Uh, The last few episodes. Actually, the last year. Well, as Eric, who who really likes Voyager... I think it was last year, though, um, off and on. He says, Chicote 7, (coughs) excuse me, last few episodes, big uh, WTF for the fans. Yeah. I actually thought she was going to end up with, what's his name? Tuvok. Who? Seven? I didn't think she was going to wind up with anyone. No, because Seven of Nine, in the end, she was working with Tuvok to deal with her skeletons in her Borg cube. Oh, right. So, a lot of times that will... Right. That's what I thought. Either right. that or well, Janeway. Tuvok was married. Yeah, but that would have, just like what we were talking about a minute ago, But they might have moved on. I don't think Falcons are... Th- that way? Yeah, I don't think they... Remarry? Yeah, I think since there was still some hope, I yeah. don't... And uh, Vulcans live so long. They don't live 70,000 years, though. Or 7,000 years, or whatever the length was. It was going to take them 70 years. 70 years, yeah. So he would have... He could have, yeah. Yeah. I thought that Janeway would end up with Tuvok, too. Oh, that, yeah. Because they were so... I could have saw that. And that's a bromance right there. It, yeah. it wasn't a romance. Yeah. It was a bromance, even though it was a female. Yeah. Because it's like the Kirk Spock. Mm-hmm. That was very similar to that. Right. But she also had that with Chicote, mm-hmm. which made it kind of weird. Yeah. I also think that the doctor liked Seven, Seven of Nine. nine. Yeah, they, he did. Yeah. They, they had did like date a date at one point. Yeah, too. they had a date in the holodeck, right? Yeah. Yeah. It um, wouldn't have worked out. No. He had been in a movie like, uh, you know, Inner Space. It was just not going to work <laughs> for her. Where he played Cowboy. That's right. I like that movie. Robert Picado. Yeah. Which space. is weird, too, because his last name is like a Spanish version of Picard. Right. Picard. Ooh. Yes. And speaking of the Doctor, Eric has listed here the Doctor and Den Era Pell. I have no idea who that is. I don't either. Uh, Eric probably would have explained it. It could have said... I don't know. That, but that might... K-O-Pectate. And we could be like, okay. I know that the Doctor gets married, at least in the alternate future timeline. Yes. When they... Well, no, at the beginning of the last episode. Okay, so... You're right, so... It, it's reality. No, 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 because the timeline gets changed. So it is an alternate reality, because that timeline... But it's going back the other way, though. It's an alternate from the other side. Right, but it's, it's still, still... I know, it, I know, I yeah. know, I know. Okay. It's a beta version of what <laughs> could happen. Right. It did come from the primary, though. Instead of being an offshoot, Right. this time what happened was it was like this, and then they went... Then Janeway messes it up. In two ways. <laughs> in too many... Leave it to her in to too be many in two ways. places at the same time yeah. and to screw it up twice. Yeah. All right. Um, Who else do we got? So... He, uh, Eric does mention the Doctor and Seven. Seven. Doctor has an infatuation with Seven. Who wouldn't? Um, Paris... I mean, honestly? Yeah. Well, the character uh, itself, though, too, 
lays itself to that like unknown. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like girls in high school and they want the you know the forbidden guy. Yeah, similar for a guy with the because she's right. unknown. I guess I never really liked. And if she had kids, would they be Borg? <laughs> no. I, I never really myself liked uh, Seven of Nine. I thought she was better than the Cass character because there was more to build into it. Mm. Go ahead. Um, so Paris and Cass, there was some early tension yes. uh, with Nelix. Nelix hated Paris at the beginning. Uh, and they, in an Mr. Al- Vulcan. <laughs> in an alternate timeline, they had one child and one grandchild, apparently. Ooh. Paris and Cass in an alternate timeline. I could yeah. see them together. Oh yeah, I could too. If Chakotay, Cass, I'm, well, we already mentioned. What I'm, the? I'm sure if Cass didn't leave, Paris would have hooked up with Cass. Oh, but here's the thing: mm-hmm. there was no way that could have happened because her biology defined. Right, she would have died. Yeah. But they could still have gotten together. And she probably would have taken Voyager with her. <laughs> I did not like the episode where she came back, though, and she no. was evil. Yeah, I didn't like that Because it's like, what? So, the bromance in uh, Star Trek Voyager, uh, Paris and Kim. Very much like Data and Geordi, or... Uh, similar, but... Uh, Bashir and... Yeah, Kim. Similar. Kim kind of looked up to Paris. Let's move on to Enterprise. Uh, trip into Paul. Yes, uh, which I didn't think originally was going to happen. No, because they to Paul would be more either Archer or uh, what's his name after they decided he wasn't gay. Oh no, Reed. Reed. Yeah. I he, I I didn't see that. No. No. And I bring up the he was gay because originally that was one of the story arcs that was going to be tried. Yeah, they were going to... The first gay Star Trek character. Yeah. I don't know why they changed the idea. It wouldn't have been a bad thing. No. Kind of was flamboyant anyways. I guess. But they were unmarried. They had one child that was deceased. Not... They had a child? It was taken from their DNA... Remember that episode with... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like the Terror But that's not really Prime. theirs, then. Well, it's it's theirs because it's their DNA that's been combined. So but it the, technically is... nature, not nur- nurture. Right. The, the separation. But you definitely... I think you see them... Get closer. They got closer because of that, but they also... You could see that they felt for the loss of yeah, the child. Yeah. Well, that's human and, I guess, Vulcan in a yeah. way, too. Yeah. My thing is, do you think after the series they stayed together? Well, Trip dies. <laughs> well, I know, but yeah. if that didn't happen... I Yeah, if that didn't happen, I could see them together. You are, How did he die? I forget that. Saving the ship. There were... These aliens that were aboard, and he like electrifies the plating and, and himself and himself in the process. That was the last episode? Yeah. See, I don't remember that. I haven't watched the last episode. Yeah, it, um, that episode, that basically a uh, next generation episode. That episode. 
Right, and, they're reviewing the... Yeah, it's like an extension of the Pegasus episode from The Next Generation. Was that what that was? Yeah. The episode where his old captain came aboard and they were going to find the Pegasus, which had a cloaking device that could yeah. go through yeah. rock. That episode, he was on the hall deck because he was trying to figure out what to do. Should he tell Picard, Picard what's going oh, on? Oh, so that was supposed to be like, what, fourth season? Third, um, third fourth? Yeah, I can't remember. I was going to say because he looked a lot older. <laughs> well, technically... And so did he, Troy. Yeah, technically he was older. Yeah. I didn't know it was supposed to be during that episode. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So now they're saying that shaped his decision too. Right. That That's what made him decide. To tell Picard. To tell Picard. To come clean. That was one of my favorite Next Generation episodes. It is a very good episode. I liked it. I also thought it was... Now that I know that's in there? Yeah. I totally remember. <laughs> there so, was also kind of uh, a romantic tension between T'Pol and Archer. I thought you were going to say Riker. Wait a minute. No. The cook? Yeah. Between Archer and T'Pol? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. One, because they were both competing for power. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, you get very close. You also start trying to learn about your opponent, and yeah. you almost idolize them in a way because mm-hmm. you know what they're trying to do to get you out. And right. then that kind of you know negativity can bring things together. Mm-hmm. I believe it, just like in math or science, negative forces can attract one another, right? And make it what do two negatives make? A positive. Actually, no, really big line. But <laughs> a double-sided. So, so who else? Um, Anybody else? Uh, bromance. Uh, no, here's a romance. A bromance you'll forget indefinitely. There's who? two of them. In Enterprise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Andorian captain there and mm-hmm. Archer. Shran, Shran and, and Archer. And Archer. Yeah. Okay. That definitely is a bromance. Okay. And you can see that fledging it itself into a gr- bigger thing. Uh-huh. Right. What was it, pink skin? Pale yeah. skin. Pink. Pink skin. Yeah. The other one, Archer and Porthos. <laughs> I'm not kidding, because that was a large part of... Remember when uh-huh. Porthos died? But it was in another Porthos? No, I don't there remember. Was a, there was an episode where the dog either almost dies or does die. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Very serious, because the doctor's trying to treat him. Mm-hmm. And there's not much you can do. I, I vaguely remember. It was very emotional. Episode. Yeah. Because that's something that would affect somebody, whether it's today, a hundred years from now, a thousand years from now, or a hundred thousand years in the past. Right. That's why they're man's best friend. Right. Or a pet is a pet, you know? Right. So, back to... The future. Back to the romance that I have listed, uh, Trip and Reed. Yeah. Because... That is very much like Bashir yeah. and O'Brien. Yeah, very much so. so. Almost the same positions, mm-hmm. similar. Well, um, yeah. But engineer. I could see, I could see, Geordi wasn't the chief engineer of the Enterprise. Mm-hmm. I could see O'Brien being it. Oh, no, definitely. But it was, but it was too much like Scotty. Ah. So instead of a Scottish guy, you're putting an Irish guy in charge of the... Mm-hmm. It just sounds like Titanic all over again. <laughs> well, during the whole first season of The Next Generation, they didn't have a permanent 
chief, chief engineer. engineer. And they called him, he was chief of transporter. He was the transporter chief. chief. Yeah. Which, by the way, they don't have a rank for that, so they made it up. Well, he was remember a... That? Remember the symbol they gave him? Because at first, he, he had... He had pips. Yeah. He um, had one black pip. And well, which they would have been what like they also ensign? they also show him with uh, the rank of lieutenant mm-hmm. in at least one episode. And then they came up with that symbol. No, yeah, but that's a non-commissioned rank. That's like in the actual navy. Oh, I know that, but yeah. I think they created that after the fact. Yeah, you know well, he was also always called Chief, Chief O'Brien because he was Chief of Transportation. Uh, I don't. He was Transporter Chief. He was Transporter Chief, but I don't think that's why. Because he um, also was the ops officer on the Battle Bridge. Battle Bridge, but when Worf's father came aboard, mm-hmm. he recognized O'Brien being a non-commissioned officer because. Mm. He was, was also not. a non-commissioned officer. Yeah. So but even they, though they had the had pips and not, yeah, you know, whatever. Did they refer to him by his name in the encounter at Firepoint? I don't think they did. I don't recall. I think he was just like a stand-in originally, mm-hmm. and they liked him. Oh. Uh-huh. Because he was there at that command console, mm-hmm. and there was somebody different on the other side, because Data was on the... Um, wasn't Data in the um, on the saucer? No. Who was on the saucer? Uh, Worf. Worf. No, Data was on in the battle section because remember he but was. But he was at up above, wasn't he? In a different place? No. I thought he was on the. No, Tasha was up above. I did like the battle bridge, though. Battle bridge is cool. Which was funny because the battle bridge was only used twice, I think, in the whole... Maybe three times. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. It was definitely done during the whole Borg incident. Right. It was done in the first movie. I mean, the first episode. Right. I don't remember being in the other. And it blew up yeah. in the generations. Right. I think they should have been on the battle bridge when that thing went down, but mm. imagine that trying to land. Yeah. Oh, well, but it was the warp core, the warp core was... <laughs> why couldn't they eject the core? Ejection systems were offline. Open the goddamn door and, and drop what, kick, it out. Kick it out? <laughs> Could you see him on top of it? <laughs> Come on! Damn it! Well, uh, I like the ones in the new movie that just were like 17 different... Pieces. Yeah. I don't know. That goes back to the old series, how it was kind of yeah. non-defined what the engine looked like. Right. How they were always changing engineering. Yeah. one point it had like a fence. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, off subject. Yeah. So who else from that oh. present place? Trip and Archer. Yes. They were the Kirk and McCoy. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, because T'Pol was Spock. Right. I like that dynamic between the right. three of them. Mm-hmm. Definitely her, um, and him and her, and him and him and him and her. <laughs> Whoop. Whoa. And him, her, and him. <laughs> okay. So, I guess we should... A transition. Get on to your favorite <laughs> no. part. No, not yet. Not yet. So, Social network questions of the week. Yeah. Okay, so the question was, who is your favorite Star Trek romance or bromance? It pro- it's not worded great. <laughs> it's not but, worded right. Right, no. but you get the So gist. what do we get? From Twitter. We'll start with Twitter. Twitter. We have so the twits. I mean, I'm sorry. I keep on doing that. 
Because it should be twit. But people tweet. Yeah, whatever. No. Birds tweet. We speak. Go ahead. Ever see, off topic, um, the little drama boy, the claymation? Yeah. Aaron. That's his name. Says, when he's singing, uh, tweet like people do. Oh, maybe. So. It's also but, from a cartoon claymation that was made in the <laughs> 1960s about a thing that happened in, oh, the year zero. Right. So, <laughs> at uh, Shay Davis 08, it's got to be the green lady in the original Star Trek uh, with Ho- Kirk. I, I would think. hope so. That's yeah. like, <laughs> tell me what the two pairs are. Okay, it's one. Yeah. Yeah. So, with Kirk. Uh, next... At little cute girl eighty six. Do you know who that is? No idea. <laughs> that is. But she's a little cute girl. That's 86. Ashley, uh, my girlfriend. She says. Oh, it is. Yes. Yeah. No, that's my girlfriend. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, he's not lying. He's not making it up. Uh, Troy and Troy Riker. and Riker. They always seemed like a the right the match. right match. Yeah. They were the right stuff. Oh, <laughs> oh. At next we have at. C. Brian Jones. Well, ah, Mr. Jones. <laughs> well, ha- that has to be Miles and Jules. Plus, Keiko knows what's going on, and she's fine with it. Oh, Julian Bisphere. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> Jules? Yeah. Jules Vernon? Yeah. Let good me just answer. bring up one last thing. Mm-hmm. Next Generation, bromance. Well, romance. Uh-huh. Even though it really wasn't her, was Jordy and the woman who created the warp. Uh, of oh, the Enterprise. The holodeck yeah. version. And then yeah. he meets the real one? Yeah. 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 That was interesting. Okay, next. Um, so, Eric J. Dewey of the Four Eyed Critics. Is that Colgate or. Never <laughs> mind. Um, Watch, they're going to change the name of it just because of me. I'm sure. Yeah. Even though it only lasted one episode, I have to go with Tasha Yar and Data. But it wasn't based on anything real. Yeah, but it... Some da- bubbles and water. Data always felt a connection with yeah. her. After. He had her hologram, too. Yeah, he did. Okay. Um, At? Least Man 73. Data and Jordy. Yes, that would definitely be the one I'd pick. Yeah. So next on Facebook, Roger says, Q and Picard. That's what I said earlier. Yep, that's what you said earlier. That's why I didn't write it. <laughs> okay, Big uh, Mikey Sauce here. Uh, consider this what you will, Picard and Guinan. And that's... In a way, that's... Yeah. That's true. She... We were talking about this the other night when he put it in. Oh, did you? Yeah. yeah. And it was because they were connected on a level, especially when they kind of exploited it in generations. Mm-hmm. They always were connected. Mm-hmm. Well, what I remember, Guinan says that she has a thing for bald men. And then the episode okay. where they travel back in time, mm-hmm. you know, she says a bald man like helped her once. Yeah. Right? In that episode where they find Data's head in San Francisco, travel back in time, yada, yeah. yada, yada. That younger Guinan is helped by Picard, a bald man. Ah, so he helped her. Yeah. They're breaking that timeline rule all the time, <laughs> aren't they? So that She was on Earth. She was on Earth. Which yeah. makes no sense. Yeah. Because she's not even from Earth. 
No, but she looks human. Yeah, I know. And they do travel. They're the listeners. Yeah. Remember? And she thought Data was sent by her father to come get her. Yeah. So. Okay. Next, we have Nicole. She says... She has a few here. Troy and Riker. Troy and Riker. Picard and Crusher. LaForge and Data. LaForge and Data. Uh, and then she says Guinan and the whole ship's crew. Yeah, because she was kind of the counselor. Right. Besides, she was the bartender, which is the common man's counselor. Right. That's why. Yeah. And now, my favorite part of the week. Do you know what puts my quantum state into flux? Do you know how? <laughs> do you know how I put my quantum state into flux? Do you, do you know what do puts you? my quantum state into flux? No, what? Fire about this high? <laughs> Data is affected by the polywater intoxication in the episode The Naked Now. Dr. Now, Soon. Now, Soon made a lot of efforts in order to mimic human biology. He gives Data a pulse, he has fingerprints. There's liquid in his veins that are like... Like blood. Blood. So, but even, even though this... Is he's mimicking human biology? That's the extent of it. It's mimicking. It's not the same thing. Data's behavior in the episode was identical to the other crew members who were affected on the Enterprise D. Ob- obviously, the writers of the episode want to pay homage to the original series episode, The Naked Time. It's the arc, the story arc. And they needed everyone to be affected. They couldn't have everyone affected and then have a perfectly functioning data, which could fix everything. Well, they did later in other episodes, but that was different. Right. So how could could this chemical penetrate and damage data's processes the same way it would work on a human? I have an answer for this. Do you? Theoretical. Theoretical. What happens when you get a machine wet? Data's been wet before. I know, but this is a different situation with water. It's poly water. <laughs> it's it's better than water. It, yeah, the right. chemical reaction is different uh-huh. in poly water, correct? Mm-hmm. So maybe it's different effect on him. But he is treated mm-hmm. the same way everyone else is treated on the ship, with the same hypospray. They use a hypospray? Yeah, they use a hypospray on him. Great. While he's on the floor um, well, they were, rearranging yeah. the isolinear chips, tr- um, not Troy. Crusher. Crusher comes over, gives him the hypospray. He stops. And then he goes faster and fixes it, just in the nick of time. Well, here's the thing. I hate to remind you of this, but it was early in the story arc, and the the conceptual design of it. Mm-hmm. So that's one. Two, mm-hmm. I want to remind you of the same thing that I remind <laughs> you every week. Uh-huh. It's science fiction. You can go back and write the Bible. You, I guess. But they haven't yet. They haven't explained it. Right. There's they never no, will. There's, Why will. Yeah, there's no way to explain it. It's one of the episode. It's one of my least favorite episodes of the entire series. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that's all for this week. And the next episode is an even episode, so it should be awesome. 
What are you saying? This one sucked? <laughs> are you saying this one was a this five? One, this, no, this was a Star Trek Generations episode. Yeah. <laughs> the next one should be First Contact, so it should be great of the new ones. Yeah. The best of the new ones. Right. The last one, well, it was because we have Eric, should be the best of the old ones. Right. Now, when we get to, what are we up to now? 13? Yeah. 11 was Nemesis. Right? What was the 10? 10. It was 10. So 11 is the new reboot, mm-hmm. and 12 is the new one that's going to be coming out. Right. And they're doing three of them, so it'll be 13 right. by the end. But right. what are we going to do after that? I don't know. Anyways, so until next time, put your thoughts out there, let us know what you think, and we'll see ya. You have been listening to the Starfleet Escape Podcast on the Four-Eyed Radio Network and transmission.